that does not work. So it's called, do you, have you lived together because, did you get involved in the marriage because you, you did a slide or a decide? In other Ah. words, did you decide it was a commitment or did you slide into it because you were living together anyway? So you might as well get married. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss affection. And is there such a thing as too much? A new study says there might be. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand-select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It is great to have you. Uh, So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this information and much more at her website, drkarensherman.com. And uh, of course, I want to mention that you can find this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, okay, so today, Karen, we're going to talk about a study that I uh, came across, and um, it basically looked at 168 couples from their wedding day for the next 13 years, and what they found was that being overly affectionate in the first few years of marriage was a sign that a couple is more likely to divorce later on. Um. What is your initial reaction to that finding? I'm really not surprised. (laughs) That may surprise you, but I'm not, you know, I don't know that I would have used that as one of my predictor variables, Mm -hmm. but upon hearing it, it does not surprise me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the things that the researchers speculate as to the reason is that uh, this level that over overly affectionate level of um, romance in the beginning uh, was really just them overdoing it. And it wasn't uh, sustainable to have that kind of uh, bliss going forward in the long run. Uh, Do you agree with that? Um, And also, do you have any other theories? Well, I think that that is accurate. It is hard to maintain that. I would tend to think, which is why I wasn't surprised by it, that the couple who is overly affectionate is being drawn to each other on a very physical level. Now, we're all drawn together um, 
on a physical level. But if there is too much of that and not enough of other factors, then I think you're going to find the couple who tends to be overly affectionate and that they don't have some of the other factors that are also important for sustaining a relationship and that will then die out because it's not enough to maintain a relationship based on just the physicality. Um, It almost sounds like it's a relationship based on lust. Mm. Now, uh, you know, one of the things, and I tried to look into this um, about what does overly affectionate mean? And Mm -hmm. because we do know that couples, I mean, you have a honeymoon, you know, so there, Mm -hmm. and you have the honeymoon phase. And so uh, I would, I would surmise that most couples go through some sort of initial marital bliss where they mm-hmm. are a little more physical than they are, you know, 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, one of the questions that I have is how do you know how much is too much? I think that, you know, again, it. It depends on what the couple's needs are. However, if that's pretty much what makes up their relationship and they're not also sharing um, friendship, they're not sharing enjoying activities together, they're not able to manage their conflicts, they're not uh, able to get into uh, discussions of things, those other factors are the ones that are going to, I believe, maintain a long-standing relationship. So I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, you're too affectionate. What I would look for is, are there other qualities in your relationship that are part of the relationship? And if those are missing, then I would say you can't just depend on the affection to keep you going. Okay, so if uh, the affection is the connective tissue that's holding this whole thing together, it's probably out of balance, and that might be cause for concern. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um, Now, because I, I, you know, I bring that up too because I don't want people to feel um, like being affectionate is a bad thing. No, Um, absolutely not. You know, and. Um, and we also know that uh, displaying affection is really important later on as well. Um, yes, mm-hmm. you might not be all over each other like you were when you were newlyweds, but we know that having that, particularly the physical affection, um, is something that separates your marital relationship from other really close relationships that you might have in your life. Um, so with that being said, do you have any tips on how to keep it uh, the affection at a healthy level beyond those early years so that it, you don't lose it? Okay, so when you were talking about the honeymoon phase um, a little while ago, mm-hmm. that honeymoon phase is not just the affection. Mm-hmm. It's also, I believe, a very tuned into attitude towards each other. You're very aware of each other. You really take the time for each other. You're um, very appreciative of one another. And so it's, you know, it's a time where um, 
you're just really sensitive to one another and letting the other person know in lots of different ways that they matter to you. Um, Now, that being said, to go back to your question about how do you keep it going, it's really a matter of bringing some of that awareness into your relationship later on or continuing some of that awareness. So in other words, maybe, and I'm not saying don't be affectionate, Mm -hmm. but let your partner know that he or she matters. It may be something as simple as if you're going to be late for dinner, call and let them know. Um, Or, you know, send a text. I mean, my gosh, we're on our phones all the time. Mm -hmm. So send a text that says, thinking about you. I mean, that would brighten up my day tremendously to know that my mate gave some thought to me today in the middle of their day. So those, or, or gee, you look really pretty today. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that sweater looks great on you. Those little things are all indicators of I'm aware of you. I'm thinking about you. You matter to me. And, and are things that we do a lot more during the honeymoon phase in addition to the affection. So that would be um, the kinds of things that should be um, sustained mm-hmm. as we move into the ongoing years, especially because life gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a really good point about um, the in-tuned nature of those early years, because you're right. Everything is so exciting and new and fresh, and you are trying to pay attention and absorb as much information as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also feel, um, and I know that the life stages have shifted for uh, couples in the United States where typically couples now live together before they get married. Mm -hmm. So you don't have some of that stuff where you are moving in together for the first time, but there are still some new things that do come about um, Mm -hmm. that I feel Uh, to your point about staying in tune, I feel like there's a lot of newness in those early years that forces you to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the things that we know is um, novelty is a big bonus for marriages Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. one of those big key ingredients. And I think when you add novelty later on as the relationship matures, that will help um, be a supplement to the staying in tune because um, you are looking for their reaction. You're looking for their thoughts and ideas about whatever novel thing it is that you're doing. So you mm-hmm. you are injecting that while your relationship isn't new, you're injecting novelty into the relationship that forces you or gives you a more, I guess, kind of greases the wheels of being in tune that, to what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so then... So obviously we, we've been talking about how being affectionate isn't bad. In fact, it's actually something that's really good. Um, now, the researchers also found that couples who were at each other's throats from the beginning um, had the highest likelihood of divorce in the first two years. So if you have been listening to this and you heard us say at the top that 
being overly affectionate was a, a, a sign of doom coming ahead. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's not the worst sign. Being at each other's throats is a worst sign. Uh, so what is the takeaway for couples hearing this, Karen? So we have don't be too affectionate and obviously don't be at each other's throats. So if you're listening to this, what, what do you think should the takeaway should be? I think that if you're going to be really honest about your relationship, that what you want to see is that for the most part, you are harmonious, that you respect each other. We have learned from Gottman that respect is really the number one factor for making a relationship function um, or be healthy. And so if you're at each other's throats all the time, then that really calls into question, you know, how much respect do you have for each other? You know, why mm. are you not getting along? Um, and, and the other thing is, is your relationship balanced? You know, if there is too much of any of those uh, pieces of it, whether it be on the positive affectionate or on the negative where you're already in the beginning of the relationship at each other, if you're going to be really honest, then those should be indicators to you to step back and say, maybe this really isn't a relationship that is uh, the right one for me. Mm. And hopefully (laughs) that's something you discover before you get married, Uh, which, you know, I know there's been a lot of research on both sides of the fence. I I mentioned couples living together beforehand um, and, and there's been research on both sides, whether that's good or bad. I like my personal view is I think it's good and um, I will admit my own personal bias on it because I my wife and I lived together for almost 10 years before we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we were married, it was extraordinarily seamless. Um, and I think that is something that you uh, don't get hit with a lot of shocks when when you have been in uh, gone through some stuff already before you make that like long term commitment. So when you and Jess live together. Mm-hmm. Did you live together because um, it was economical to share rent or had you already been boyfriend and girlfriend? Um, we had been seeing each other. Uh, so we started living together in college. And so we had we had already been seeing each other. Um, and then we made the decision for economical reasons. And if we're going to go uh, real personal here, uh, so she moved in with me and another roommate in the same bedroom. So there was actually three of us in college <laughs> in, mm-hmm. uh, in one room. Um, and, and then when we graduated college, uh, her and I moved out together into our own place. And we were by that point, like very committed. And, okay. uh, and, and, so, and then we lived, you know. Okay. And that's the key there. because the research says that when couples move in together, because they are in a committed relationship, that that works out okay. But when they have moved in because, you know, they were friends, they decided it would be good economically, whatever. And then because they've been living together anyway, mm-hmm. they might as well get married. Got it. That does not work. So it's called, do you, have you lived together because, did you get involved in the marriage because you you did a slide 
or a decide? In other Ah. words, did you decide it was a commitment or did you slide into it because you were living together anyway, so you might as well get married? And so the latter, when it was not a true commitment, is the one that's the dangerous situation. Got it. I like that. The the I have I I um I've never heard that the slide or decide. But yeah, that's we definitely made we were definitely on the decide part. Yeah. Um, and we, we I will say this though. I mean, we started with it was definitely the economical choice in the beginning. Um and like I said, we obviously liked each other and we're already going out, but it was primarily for economic reasons, and then. But the, not when you moved. Not when you were done with college. I was listening very exactly. carefully. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. When we were done with college, it was, um, and and you know, I, we we went to college in San Francisco, and honestly, if we could have a, afforded to move out, <laughs> just the two of us while we were in college, we would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, that's a long aside. But yeah, so that's that's great to know. So anyways. Um, well, with that being said, did you have anything else that you wanted to add about this study? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the only other piece, as we were talking, that I thought of was the following, and we discussed this previously, um, Gary Chapman's, Dr. Chapman's mm-hmm. uh, Five Languages of Love. And um, he says that there are five ways that people might express love or want to receive love, which is verbally physically, random acts of kindness with gifts or spending time with each other. And so um, I think that when it comes to affection, what we also have to factor in is um, being aware of your language of love and your partner's love language uh, because affection tends to fall under the category of the physical love language. And um, if it is um, a shared love language, there's probably going to be more affection. Um, And if it's not, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the two of you. It just means that you have a different way of expressing your love towards each other. But again, I go back to my original statement that I think that when a couple is that the the glue that binds them is the physicality that is not going to bind them long term. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because um, it's so, so many times couples, and I'm sure you see this all the time in your office where couples will say, I do love them. I do show them all the time, but it's not the love language that the other person responds to. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, All right. We did a pretty quick one today, but I think uh, it was packed with information. So I think we can wrap this one up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I am going to let all of you know that you should go to her website, drkarensherman.com, where you can find her books, Mindfulness in the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and link to her other book that she co-authored, Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last. And you can read about her bio, which will tell you that she is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, And of course, if you uh, want to get more information on relationships and marriage lifestyle information and a whole bunch of other stuff, you can go to our website, hitchedmag.com where you will find the complete archive to the podcast 
Um, as well as uh, you can sign up for our free newsletter. It goes out weekly on Monday evenings. Uh, so I hope you do that. It's a great, easy way to stay on top of the latest marriage information. And of course, uh, we update the website every single day with new content. So I hope you check it out. Uh, and one, and again, that is hitchedmag.com. So with that being said, that is going to do it for us this week. So uh, take care, everybody.